Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. It's back, the ultimate motorsport prize, a trip to the Indy 500. Get this, return flights for two, four nights in Indianapolis, plus transfers, reserve seating, race tickets and driver parade. Police escort a two-seater ride in a purpose-built Indy car around the track itself. There's meet and greets. It is the complete VIP treatment and unlike anything before it. The prize is not being auctioned, it's being raffled. Tickets are just $20 and all proceeds go to the Peter Duncan Neurosciences Research Unit at St Vincent's Hospital. Go to the ultimate motorsportprize.com.au to get your tickets now. Thanks, Pertech, you bloody legends. Welcome to another edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered, the only podcast that talks with the legends every single episode and not about them. This is Best Of, a chat with one of the game's greats from their Legends series interview already in the Library of Legends, where none of our interviews or episodes ever date. This one is with a guy that all up played 330 first-class games. He was a three-time Premiership winner in 1989, 1990 and 1994. A two-time kangaroo tourist, he captained his country on two occasions as well and won the Dally M medal in 1995. This is Laurie Daly. If you enjoy this quick chat with the great man, you'll just love the full interview. Laurie Unfiltered. It's episodes 54 and 55 in the library. Here's Loza. Enjoy. You know, I just signed... Um, you know, a couple of uh, really successful players. I think Mal was there probably 12 months before. I think he came in 85 with Gary Belcher. Yep. Um, and, and just started to speak about, you know, what type of club Canberra was. And the fact that it was probably only two and a half hours from home was another contributing factor. Um, and, you know, I had some offers from um, a couple of other clubs. Um, but my heart was probably with the Raiders and, and more so about, you know, Don coming and showing some interest and then it being closer to, to Juno. You can't get away with that, Laws. Which other clubs had a little bit of a nibble? Uh, Manly. Uh, certainly Manly were one. Uh, the Roosters uh, were another. Um, and for me, you know, it was all about being a young boy and probably growing up in the bush. I never thought that I would really probably fit in straight away to the city. So I uh, elected to, to sort of go to Canberra. It felt more like it was going to be home for me. Uh, I was a country boy, born and bred, and I just felt as though Canberra would be the perfect fit. It is a big life transition, isn't it, for a young bloke from Juneau, even moving to Canberra, which isn't a huge city, but for a young fellow that grew up with seven sisters that babied him the whole way through, and they did, mate, it's a big, big transition. Yeah, it's, it's daunting. Um, I can remember, you know, when I first left home, I remember uh, going to live with a family uh, at night time uh, in your bedroom. You'd be sort of crying yourself to sleep because you missed your family. You were homesick. Yeah. Um, in Canberra, uh, well, I actually lived in Queanbeyan to start with. So, uh, you know, Queanbeyan was a reasonably sized place, a lot bigger than Juneau, but it was still... First time I'd ever lived away from home, and, and given I was a bit of a yeah, I was probably you know soft in terms of being a, a mummy's boy and I had everything done for me. It was the first time in my life that I had to show a little bit of independence, and 
um, learn to do things. And um, yeah, that, so that was quite strange for me. Um, and then, you know, going into this football club, uh, turning up knowing absolutely no one, uh, being a shy boy, just sitting there waiting to take directions and being told what to do, uh, you know, not being open to going up and saying g'day to people, yeah. um, more sort of conservative and sort of sitting back and waiting for people to say g'day to me before I'd approach them. And, you know, if someone spoke to me, I'd speak back to them, but I'd never start a conversation. And, you know, I was a bit shy and um, I think football sort of helped because once you start training and once you start to play, you start to form bonds and friendships and, and that's where it all uh, happens for me or happened for me. From that answer, I want to talk about your mental toughness and your resilience, which I admire and have admired for 20 years. Natural or something you had to manufacture? I think um, a bit of both, Andy, to be honest with you. I think, uh, you know, growing up in the country, I I suppose we always felt, though, you know, growing up in the bush, we we didn't, you know, we probably thought we we couldn't achieve because we didn't have the facilities, you know, we weren't playing against, you know, um, other guys in tougher competitions, so to speak. Um, we were probably like the the, the, the the little brother that always carried a bit of a chip on his shoulder that, you know, he wasn't getting looked at. And um, I just I just think that that sort of made me determined when I got my opportunity um, that, you know, growing up, I always wanted to prove people that I could do something. Um, and then as you get in the system, you develop... Uh, skills to become resilient. You, you develop uh, skills to be um, tougher uh, and, and test yourself and, and not not give up. And I think that was one of the things I learned with the Raiders. It, it's not about giving up to someone else. It's about giving up to yourself. Um, and everyone's threshold of pain or threshold of being strong mentally is completely different. But as long as you know you've done everything in your power and you've done it to the best of your ability and you haven't given up, um, I think that's a, that's a strong trait to, to have. Any episode, any time, our interviews never date, never, any of them. Over 500 to choose from. Download the lot and rip in, legends. So it's amazing how things can turn and turn pretty quickly. From the start of the year, inconsistent losing, coach being on the verge of being sacked, to sort of all of a sudden finding your rhythm, finding your form and just going on and and winning that comp in in 89. I interviewed Mal Meninga recently. He said of 89, Canberra, the city, grew a soul with that win. Do you agree? Yeah, I think think that's when... Uh, the Raiders were certainly a household name. Uh, 87 was probably the start of it yep. when they made the grand final. Um, and then 89 when they won, um, it was just unbelievable um, the amount of support that we had. I can still remember there would have been oh, would have been tens of thousands of people. There would have been at least 10, 15,000 people at the airport. There would have been thousands of people lining the streets uh, from the airport into Queanbeyan. Uh, and into Camp, uh, and then from Queanbeyan uh, into Canberra. They had two league clubs at the time. Um, and, yeah, and then there was thousands at the club, and then outside the clubs, um, there was just thousands of people. It was something I've never seen before, ever experienced before. Um, 
and it was just great to be a part of. And I think Mal said after that game that was his greatest moment in the sport. Um, and to see someone like Mal who played for Australia and you know Queensland and represented you know both those jerseys with great distinction. Um, yeah, to see him crying after the game was, was pretty special. And, and for us, uh, it was a, a lifetime of thinking and dreaming about winning a competition but never actually thinking you would be a part of it. Yeah, I, I used to watch the ABC match of the day as a kid and, and used to just, you know, before the game, watch halftime, go out and kick a footy, come back in at halftime, sit there and watch the game and go back out after the game yep. and kick a footy around. And, you know, just dreaming that you could play one in a real game yeah. and, and what the grand finals think, how good would that be? And it's amazing, you know, when you reflect back and you think about your career and you think about where you were um, at different stages of your life when you were a young man growing up and that's all you wanted to do and then to be able to achieve it was, was pretty special. If you want to feel old, I'll reference it by saying that was 31 years ago. Wow. Mate, during the celebrations... Did you break the Winfield Cup, Laurie, or not? Or are you claiming innocence still? I'm still claiming innocence. I'll tell you, Andy, I'll tell you the truth. So, obviously, we're out celebrating all night and we hadn't been to bed. And we have this um, civic parade. So, we've got this parade. We're all in um, open-top cars and we're going from Queanbeyan to Canberra. And I don't know who it was, but someone gave me the trophy. So I'm sitting at the back with the trophy and I'm, you know, you know I've had a few. Yeah, I've had more. Yeah. And anyway, we're going along at a reasonable pace and, you know, you're doing a bit of layering up, you know, you're waving to people and carrying on and yelling out and shouting and how good. And then I felt the car starting to slow down. So I've sort of got my arm around the trophy and the car starts to slow down. And I thought, oh, beautiful. Beautiful. I had probably about that much left in my beer. Yeah. And a bottle of beer. So the car starts to slow down. So as the car slows down, I think, oh, this is a good time to have a mouthful. So I pick up my beer and I start to sort of chug it down just to finish it. And I, I was going for a bit of a skull because, you know, I wanted to layer up with people yeah. around. You know? So as I've sort of gone and had the big skull, the guy driving the car, he accelerates. So oh. I've got my arm off the trophy. I'm trying to scull a beer. So as you can imagine, he goes to take off. I'm sort of forward and I'm thinking about myself because I didn't want to embarrass myself and fall off the car. And then I've forgotten about the trophy. So the trophy falls over and at the base of the trophy, it just cracks. The legends at Pertec are a fabulous sponsor of Andy Raymond Unfiltered and super proud of their Protect range of products. Biodegradable and environmentally friendly, the Lanolin range is Australian made too. The Protect range of products is available from the 107 Pertex stores Australia wide. Check out all the details on their extensive range of Protect products at pertec.com.au. Thanks Pertec for your continued support of Unfiltered. Burner it is now. Gets the pass away. It's a daily that capitalises. Runs through the gap. Over the 30. Support is coming. Daly. He won't need it. Daly. He scores. Daly puts it down. Third try. 
yeah, I can remember it. Um, I can remember it like it was yesterday. Um, uh, Fernsy sort of running to the line and then popping it back and um, just seeing some space and, and going for it. And I remember when I got into the clear, I thought, because I always had hamstring troubles and I never ever actually felt confident after I had those hamstrings to actually go flat out. Even though I might have looked like I was going, I always reckon I held something in reserve. And um, my hemi, my left hemi was the one that I had a lot of issues with. And I remember when I was running and I thought, I'm going to step him here. I'm going to step him back on the inside. And then I thought, oh, no, I won't. Something just took over me and I just sort of tried to run around him and, and get to the corner. Um, but I remember Scotty Wilson coming across and, and trying to tackle me and then sort of bouncing over and, and scoring. But uh, it's always special if you score a try in a big game. Um, and, you know, when you score from, you know, 50 metres, it's, 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 it's great as well. But at the end of the day, you know, I think anyone would tell you, no matter what you do in a game, um, in, as an individual, it's, it's, it's the result is all about is what you care about, sorry. Mm. And if you don't get the win, it doesn't matter whether you score three tries, it doesn't matter whether you've come up with 70 tackles, um, you're, you're gutted, you're disappointed. You know, you can get man of the match in a losing side, uh, but it just doesn't feel great. Um, you want to share that success with everyone. Yep. Um, and, and that's how I felt. It, it's like, you know, that 89 grand final. I didn't have my best game in 89, but it's probably the greatest moment I've ever had as a club in, in a club team with our first grand final it was just I don't think I could ever replicate the euphoria that I had after that game all our grand final wins were different 990 was a relief uh, 89 was just pure exhilarated just how great is this this is the best thing since sliced bread and even 94 was was different as well it just felt like you know it, it felt like we 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 would have had a bad year if we didn't win. That's what it felt like 94. So it was more relief. Mal Meninga would retire, then Super League would hit. Do you recall the first time you heard about this rival competition? Uh, I did, but I never sort of took it too seriously because the first time I'd mentioned, uh, someone mentioned it was on the 94 Kangaroo Tour. Mm. And it was like, oh, this competition could uh, start. And everyone was like, oh, yeah, but you know, a bit of a pie in the sky idea. Yep. Um, and then sort of never heard anything about it. And then we got to the stage where it might have been just before the competition started. It started to pick up momentum. Yeah. And then we had some talks, um, I reckon, uh, about it and as a group. And one thing we did say was if anything happens, then we'd all like to stay together. So regardless of what happens as a club, regardless of what happens with, as a playing group, we wanted to, to stay together. Um, and then I remember uh, getting a phone call. We might have had a meeting. I think we had a meeting, actually. Um, and we were heading up to play the Cowboys, who were just new in the competition. And they said, when we get to Townsville, um, uh, we've got a meeting with News Limited representatives uh, at the casino. And they, they want to talk to you about this new competition that we've been discussing, which is Super League, um, and they'd like to get your thoughts on it. 
Um, and we all go, yeah, no worries. This, this sounds pretty exciting. The best of Laurie Daly. We hope you enjoyed The full interview is episodes 54 and 55 in our Library of Legends, where none of our interviews or episodes ever date, so you can download the lot, rip in, and get amongst the best rugby league talk there is. Make sure you come back soon, Legends. ultimatemotorsportprize.com.au Tickets are just $20. All proceeds go to charity and you could be going to Indy.